Hey loves, welcome to another podcast session. And now to today's episode. I want to do something different today before I speak about the topic for the day. This may even become the new normal. It's quite simple. I would like to give a shout out to some people who asked me questions and also share the answers with you so that we all learn. These questions were based on previous episodes. The first question was from Jennifer. Her question was about heartburn, if it was normal in pregnancy. So the thing is, it is normal in pregnancy, but this happens because of the baby growing in the womb, which pushes against a lot of the mother's organs and it tends to put pressure on the stomach. Also, there is a hormone which is released in pregnancy, um, which is progesterone, which relaxes the valve between the oesophagus and the stomach, hence resulting in a heartburn. Now, to prevent heartburn in pregnancy, you could do the same things which normal people do, that is, people who aren't pregnant do. And I discussed these things in the episode on heartburn, so you could go back to that episode and listen. The second question was from Sedinam, which was about whether factors such as overthinking, pain, and anger could cause a heartburn. I gave him or her a rather long answer, but I'll keep it short here. Heartburn is a GIT issue. Anger and all those things may not have a direct effect, but probably when a person is stressed or anxious, it may cause a person to engage in behaviors that may trigger the heartburn. And I discussed these triggers in the heartburn episode again. So if you haven't listened, kindly go back and do it and come back to this one and listen. So thank you, Sednam and Jennifer, for the questions and all the other people who commented on other topics as well. Thank you so much. A shout out to all of you. Now, I think we can safely move to today's topic. Just as the episode title suggests, I'll be talking about diarrhea. Diarrhea is kind of the opposite of constipation and as we looked at constipation just last week, it would be only right to do diarrhea today. If you haven't listened to the episode on constipation, which I released just last week, please go back and listen. So here we go. The thing is with diarrhea, there is increased frequency of bowel movements with the passage of soft or watery feces. In simple terms, diarrhea is when the body's solid waste becomes liquid and then comes out more often. Most cases of diarrhea are self-limiting, which means that it does not require medications, it goes away on its own. But I would want to chip this in here that in children, however, diarrhea is a very serious issue and is one of the leading causes of child mortality and most of the time the cause is viral in this group. And because it is viral in nature and especially children, there is usually no cause for them to take an antibiotic unless of course there is an underlying bacterial cause. Just like constipation, diarrhea also can be caused by a lot of factors and may just be a symptom of an underlying condition example food poisoning because food poisoning presents with symptoms of diarrhea now diarrhea may seem like an ill what is this topic but it could get very fatal if care is not taken especially in children there are two kinds of diarrhea the acute type which is usually for a shorter period say less than 14 days that's two weeks and the chronic type which is for a longer period of say more than 14 days some causes of diarrhea factors which could result in you having diarrhea include in 
infections, be it viral, bacterial, or protozoal in nature. An example of the bacteria type is that from Shigella salmonella, which are usually caused by taking in contaminated food and water. I gave just a few details of the bacterial type because it is not so far away from us, and I'm quite sure that most of you must have heard something about the names Shigella or even food poisoning. Now that I've mentioned food poisoning, I think I would capture this in a different episode. We'll see. Just to check this in here, the fact that your diarrhea is infectious in nature does not always mean that you have to resort to an antibiotic. Antibiotics themselves could cause diarrhea, but it's not the case for everyone though. Many a time, most of us just abuse these antibiotics. And these times that we keep on echoing antibiotic resistance, antibiotic resistance, it would be wise to take an antibiotic when it is absolutely necessary, when it is only absolutely necessary. Just check in with a health facility. You could go to a hospital or just walk into the nearest pharmacy. But with a pharmacy case, please ask to speak to the pharmacist himself or herself. Do not resort to self-diagnosis. Again, this is one thing that happens a lot and I know you know. Most people when they experience diarrhea, that is a runny tummy, just rush to the nearest pharmacy to buy this very popular drug, collodium. But mind you, collodium is not always the drug of choice for diarrhea. And as I said earlier, the medicine you have to take, that is even if you have to take one at all, is dependent on the type of diarrhea you may be experiencing. And I'll be talking about the different drugs available later on so keep listening to the end of this episode. Now, where was I? Yes, we are looking at some of the causes of diarrhea. So another thing which could cause a person to have diarrhea is lactose intolerance. Probably this would also be captured in an entirely different episode. Also, some medications have the side effect of causing diarrhea. A quick one here too. I would like to say that side effects are not always bad. I mentioned this in one of the previous episodes, the herbal medicine one, yeah, where I had a guest on. So if you haven't listened to that one as well, please do. Okay, let's move on to some of the presentations of diarrhea. So a diarrhea episode could present with abdominal pain, some vomiting, which is not always the case though, fever, which is a rise in your body temperature, bloating, which is a feeling of fullness characterized by a hard, distended and painful abdomen, and the passage of frequent watery stools. A complication of diarrhea, which I would want everyone to take note of and be careful about, is dehydration. If you wouldn't take anything at all from this episode, take this one crack just take this one so dehydration occurs as a result of excessive loss of fluid and this dehydration is especially important when it comes to children to know if you are dehydrated the following signs and symptoms should help you for adults you may experience extreme thirst dry mouth or have a dry skin you may also experience some dizziness or lightheadedness and even little or no urination for children on the other hand you would notice sunken eyes dry mouth that child would cry with no tears. I hope these signs and symptoms help you to notice if you are dehydrated. For the management of diarrhea, one thing you should always do is to resolve the issue of dehydration as this may get fatal. So in effect, when you experience a diarrhea, always try to do oral rehydration therapy. Even if you wouldn't take any other medication for ORSD, you have to take it. Taking water alone is not effective because electrolytes are being lost as well, that is in diarrhea. Probably I should explain what the oral rehydration therapy is and its importance to make you understand why you need to take it. So ORT or oral rehydration therapy is simply the administration of fluid by mouth to replace that which has been lost and this treatment consists of a salt and sugar 
plant-based solution together with glucose and some electrolytes such as sodium, potassium, and citrate, which is to be reconstituted with some quantity of water. In the normal state of a human being, there are sodium and potassium ions in the body, and the sodium ions can be termed as extracellular because they are outside the cell, whereas the potassium ions are intracellular, that is, within the cell. So what happens is that there is a continuous exchange of water through the walls of the intestine. But when you have a diarrhea, an imbalance sets in, such that less of the water gets reabsorbed into the body, so there is a loss. And the thing is that water moves with sodium, so it means that your sodium stores also get depleted. Again, due to this loss of water, our body tries to conserve whatever it has left, and this is done mainly by the kidneys, so that's why you would experience little or no urination when you are dehydrated. So basically, when you take the oral results, the oral rehydration salts, what you are trying to do is replace all the lost fluid. ORS, as I stated earlier, contains glucose and glucose moves with sodium and then the sodium in turn draws water in. So that's the basis of the ORS therapy. Other things you can take to restore or replace the lost fluid include water, juice, soups, rice water. But these other things should be taken to complement the ORS because as stated earlier, what you are trying to do is actually replace electrolytes together with the fluids and you would get this only from the ORS combination. Now let's move on to the next class of drugs that is effective in the management of diarrhea. These are the anti-motility drugs, an example of which is the popular collodion which is lopiramide. This class of drugs, just as the name suggests, anti-motility is against movement. So what they do is that they reduce or rather control the contractions of the intestine, thereby reducing the bowel movement. But this class of drugs is not used in every type of diarrhea. Of course, if your diarrhea is infectious, you would not need to take an anti-motility drug. So again, as I keep saying, do not rush to take a medication. Be sure of what medication you are gulping down your throat and also why you are taking it. Last but not least, antibiotics. Now the thing with antibiotics is that they are not used in every type of diarrhea just as the anti-motility one. Antibiotics would be preferably used in an infectious type diarrhea. To know what kind of diarrhea you are experiencing, speak to your healthcare provider. Be sure of whatever you are taking in first. I can't emphasize this enough. Do not always rush to take medication. Be sure of whatever is wrong with you before taking especially the antibiotics. So I hope we've also learned something from today's episode. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, pluses, multiplications, divisions, just send them to me on social media, WhatsApp, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or even an email to doseoffarmlife at gmail.com and I'll do my best to answer. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. Connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, WhatsApp, and email. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, stay blessed. Bye.